Did you know that within you is the most powerful force that has ever existed? The challenge is that we have forgotten who we really are. My mission is to awaken you to understand that what you believe on a subconscious level creates everything in your life and in the world. Energy, thoughts, feelings, patterns, all of it is created by our beliefs and our experiences can be positive or negative. Life doesn't just happen to or for you, it happens from you. Join me on the journey to discover what the eternal truth is within you that sets you free at the deepest level possible. It all starts now. Hi, and welcome to the Truth Method Podcast. Last week, we had our first truth conference ever, and we took a week off from doing the podcast, but we are back. The conference was a success, and we are ready to get going again. Today, we're going to talk about quitting too soon. When we start to do something or, or create something within ourselves or a project, a relationship, whatever it is, and then we start to go, this just isn't working and we quit too soon. When we start to manifest and we go, I just can't do it. We're going to talk about why. One of the biggest reasons why is that we have a battle going on inside of us. I've talked about the states of the heart in the first state being darkness, the second state being propelled, and the up and down phase in that state where we feel like we have growth and then we feel like we're set back. And then we have growth and then we're, we feel like we're set back. It's like up and down, enlightened, not enlightened, growing, not growing. And we begin to be very frustrated about that. And why does that happen? It happens because until we begin to go on this spiritual journey of awakening, our ego rules over us. This is why when you will get intuitive guidance, you know you should do something, but you just don't do it. And you follow what's in your head. And then once you look back on everything after it's all fallen apart, you're like, I knew I shouldn't do that. Why do I always do what I shouldn't do? I can remember when I was married and was speaking with my former husband and he would go, you always get the right thing and then you don't do it. And then we would be talking about how to clean up the mess because I didn't follow the guidance. And he was like, why do you always do that? And I was like, I don't know. I have to get, you know, have to dive deeper into myself. I did know. I did it because I had a belief that was driving my actions that overrode my intuition. This is why the truth is so important to unlock what is in our subconscious. We have beliefs we're not even aware of. So when we're going through this battle between uh, what is really literally called good and evil within us, we are either operating, what the good and evil mean is we're either operating under the laws of the life principle or the laws of the death principle. Everything of the life principle is expansion, love, growth. It's all the good stuff, right? Everything under the death principle is limiting thoughts. We become self-destructive. We have beliefs that we're not good enough. We're not deserving. We have fear and doubt. We do not step into the fullness of who we are. And you know what? 
we all go through that. It's as if we are rising out of the death principle into the life principle. This is why when someone goes, let's rise up, let's rise together, that means we rise in consciousness. We rise in understanding and we start to operate in the life principle versus the death. I would do a podcast about that in the future, going deeper into what it means to rise out of the life and death principle. But today, let's just simply talk about why we give up too soon. We will have a desire for something to change in our lives. It could be a simple thing or it could be something huge. Maybe we would just like our neighbor to stop leaving the trash can too far into our driveway. Maybe it would be our cat not getting on the island. Let's go deeper. Maybe it's, I desire to be out of this job and have another job that I'm happier in. Or, I desire to have the relationship of my dreams. You might even be in your marriage and everything's kind of gotten boring. That tends to happen after a few years unless you're actively creating excitement. We live in this illusion that everything should just fix itself. But what we're missing in that belief is that literally what you believe on the inside is creating all of your experiences on the outside. The journey isn't always easy out of this thought process because we're used to following the ego. We're used to just reacting to everything. We're used to getting feedback with our five senses and then calling that reality. We don't understand that this world is mirroring to us and showing us just a reflection of what is inside of us. And I have a lot of people say, I didn't think this. I didn't have a belief that would cause this. What are you talking about? And I'll give you an example of that. I had one lady who got a ding in her car. What I begin to do, if you have enough conversations with me or follow me or you you join the app that we're launching very soon you'll know that my first question to you would be, what do you believe that allowed it? I'm asking you that because that's placing you in a position of authority. Now we're no longer thinking things just randomly happen to us and we're subject to that. We're shifting to what do I believe that actually allowed that in my experience? And that puts you in a higher place of power and starts to help you remember how magnificent you are. Our thoughts are everything. And so when we're looking at the feedback of the five sense consciousness in our emotions, we can go into an emotional spin or we can stay out of it. Why is this so key? It's because if we go into an emotional spin, we're going to create more things that will keep us in that emotion. So for instance, if I'm in worry, more things will happen to me to continue to bring worry into my future, my present and future experiences. And they could be different things. Multiple different things could happen, but the result will be the same feeling of worry. It doesn't matter if I'm worrying about one thing last month, something today, and a new thing next month. It's going to continue to perpetuate worry because I have a belief that creates the worry. And for my belief to be true, the universe responds and it creates all these situations for you to have to worry about. This is how it works. So when we're attempting to visualize and create something else, we have to consider several things. I'm going to give an example that actually happened at my truth conference. 
we had a certain number of people in a reservation for a dinner party. I was told repeatedly by the restaurant that they would not take any more people. I had three more people. And I knew it wouldn't be that big of a deal to add a table on the end. But I called multiple times. I was told that. Well, at the truth conference, I made that announcement. I said, we have three more people than what we have reserved for the dinner party. I have been told that we can't have any more people. But the fact is we have three more. So do we want to do a visualization to where we can lock in the fact that we just go to dinner, everyone can be included, and it's just not a problem. So I led everyone into a visualization to see us or see a version of us at dinner. And what I mean by that is one lady saw us toasting and just having a really beautiful dinner. Another lady saw an angle where we were just all sitting down and no one was left out. I actually, when I was leading this, couldn't really solidify the visualization within myself. But, you know, I'm leading a conference, so I have to keep it going according to schedule. And so I wrapped it up and I was like, it's not done in me. See, the first thing about taking this journey into enlightenment is being willing to go, that didn't work or that hasn't quite solidified within me. And that's okay. I'm not on some pedestal to where every visualization I do has to take root the first time and, oh my gosh, I'm the truth facilitator. That's bullshit. I'm going to share with you what I do to bring it into reality. And sometimes I have to go back to that visualization multiple times. And so as the conference progressed, I had facilitators there assisting people in individual truth sessions. And so I was looking around, everybody was taken care of, and I looked at one of my dear friends and facilitators, she's just amazing, and I said, you know what, I need to go to the back of the room and go back into truth and visualize the restaurant because right now, I don't think it's going to happen. And my certainty of it not happening was really strong. And I said, but just give me a few minutes. And so I grabbed a chair. I sat, I looked, I faced the outside window away from everybody in the room. And I went into truth and I I went deeply into truth. The truth method teaches you how to do that. At that point in time, it takes practice, but you get better with every, every time that you do it, you get better. I sat down, I took deep breaths, three short breaths, two deep breaths. I began to go deeper into truth, and I felt just a peace and a settling come over my being. At that point, I visualized myself walking into the restaurant. I saw myself getting there after everyone else, and that's exactly how it happened. And standing there, I saw the hostess counting, and we had quite a few people in the lobby area. And she was just counting and counting and counting. But I saw her counting, but I didn't really, it didn't matter. Because there's a law that greater is the power that is in you than the power in the world. And so I I visualized that and walking back to the room after I was told our table was ready. As I walked into the room, I saw myself turn to the right, sit at the end of the table. Once I sat at the end of the table, I saw just a little bit of a discussion about 
not having enough seats. But it wasn't bad discussion. It was just the wait staff and the people that had sat us and they're trying to think about it. And then I saw a guy come out. This is in my visualization. You can get very creative with your imagination. I knew what this restaurant looked like, so I began to see it as it would play out. And the table, I as I was sitting at the table, I knew a table would come from the left side of the room that I was facing out. It would come from the left, go to the right, and they would add three more chairs for the people that needed to be included. On top of that, I saw a gentleman apologizing to me. We're so sorry. We're going to take care of this and accommodate all of your guests. Literally apologizing to us, even though we had not listened to them about the cap. So what happened is when we were visualizing something and feeling it, I compressed it down to me sitting on the far right side of the table, the other extra table coming from the left, going to the right of me, and three more people being seated. And I compressed it, and that's what I began to see over and over and over. I can't tell you if I saw it 20 times, 30 times, or 40 times. But in the deep state of being one with truth, it began to solidify in my subconscious. And I saw it over and over. See, many times someone will go, I'm going to try this visualization manifestation stuff out and see if it works. And your ego is always looking for it to fail. Your ego will always go, see, this doesn't work on you. You can't do this. Maybe they can do it, but you can't. But what our ego fails to understand, which I call the ego Chi-Chi the Chihuahua, we literally create an avatar, an animal avatar for your ego, for your lower mind, so that when you're visualizing, you can remove it out of your vision. That's like bypassing the lower brain going into the heart. It's just a really quick, easy trick to do that. And so when we're doing that, we need to bypass, move it out and understand that as we visualize over and over, we're suppressing upon our subconscious, which is in direct communication with creation. And when it solidifies, I did it over and over sitting in the chair. I'm not just going to do it two, three, four or five times and go, see, it doesn't work because I know it's a universal principle. It's a, it's a law. It's called the law of mind. And when I do this over and over, it has to become true. It has to become true, but I have to believe it 100%. There can't be any doubt, fear, anything like that. So this is why the first two things that we seek to eliminate in the truth method for you to conquer are doubt and fear, because doubt and fear interfere with the creation of what you desire. They're your two enemies. There's not a person on earth that is your enemy, but doubt and fear, definitely they are. You may have people you think are enemies, but once you start to practice mind science with truth, you'll see that your enemies disappear. So over and over and over, and a couple of times I had, this isn't going to work. You know, three people are going to be left out and I removed Chi Chi the Chihuahua. That's my avatar for my lower self to the corner of the room and I went silence. And then I saw it over and over. And then all of a sudden it clicked. I knew we were all going to be seated. I knew it would be a little bit of drama in the beginning 
waiting for the table. I knew that would happen, but there was no doubt in my mind. If I would have stopped before it clicked in my heart, it's like a knowing that drops in. You just know in every part of your being that this will now happen. We've all had this. We've all gotten to a point that we know something is going to work or happen, either good or bad. We can create good or we can create bad. I say bad equals undesirable. If it's not for the good of all, expansion, then that's of the principle of death. If it's for the good of all and expansion and fair, that's of the principle of life. That's how we judge something. And when it clicked inside of me, I would have put $10 million on a bet that we were going to get the table. There was no doubt in my mind whatsoever. And I said within myself, it is finished. The creation had been completed. It did not get completed when I was up front in the front of the room. So what did I have to do to stay in integrity? I had to go back to the front of the room and go, okay, here's what I just did. And when we did our first visualization, I said, who of you really felt like we were going to get a table? About half of the room raised their hands. And then I said, who didn't? And I raised my hand. I said, when we finished that first visualization, I wasn't on board. I wasn't in total faith. And I actually believed more that it wouldn't work. I said, so who of you saw me go to the back of the room? And several people did. And a couple people at the conference, they were like, we saw it on your face. We knew you didn't believe it. I said, yeah, I didn't. So the first step is to actually know when we're not yet there in the creation and admit it. Our ego will go, no, 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 it's okay. You've got this. You can will it into existence. But your willpower alone is not enough. Willpower has to be accompanied by belief. Do you believe wholly without any doubt or fear that the thing that you are creating will come to pass? This may require you envisioning it over and over until that knowing drops into you and you have no doubt and you just know that it will come to pass. And here's what happened. I knew that I would get there last. And so I had turned my ticket into the valet to get my car. And for some reason, it did take a while. I think the guy was listening to a game on on, on my car. Like when we got in, the game was playing. I was like, oh my gosh, but that's okay. So I was driving three people from the truth conference over to the restaurant. Everybody else was there. So we walk in and sure enough, the, the hostess is counting people, counting, counting, counting. And we have three more, especially when four of us walked in. Now she's counting again, counting. Uh, one of our sisters that attended the truth conference, uh, she's hiding so she can't be counted. It was so funny. And I just look at everybody and I said, stay in truth of what you created. It doesn't matter how many times she counts. That is third dimensional feedback that the creation hasn't yet taken place in the outer world, but it took place in us. And so we stand there and I could have gotten all caught up into concern or worry. I hear people go, yeah, I believe, but... And then they'll go in, but this is actually happening. Claudette, I'm more interested in reality of what is actually happening. 
The only butt that you need is the one you're sitting on. And so I just told everyone there are no butts here. We are seeing this, but we move inward and we see the vision that we kept seeing over and over about getting the table, everything happening as it should. About five minutes later, after the hostess probably counted us multiple times, I'm called up and she goes, I have your table. At the time, our first truth conference had 18 people. So we kept it limited. It was small. It was intimate. And that was on purpose for the first conference. Our next one's going to be a little larger and will continue to grow. But the first one, I wanted an intimate environment for me to run through the conference, for us to get the sound down, everything. So we had a table for 15. We had 18. She goes, your table for 15 is ready. And so I said, perfect. (laughs) I start to walk and follow her just as I saw in the vision. I turn to the right. I go literally to the end of the table and sit where I saw myself sitting. And I look to the left corner of the room. And sure enough, there's a two top in the corner. And I'm like, "All all that needs to happen is that just comes over to the end to the right of me. And we add three more chairs and we're done. And then there's, everybody sits and then there's three people left over and they come to me and they go, how many people are here? I go, let's count them. (laughs) And so I'm starting to count them. That's one thing I didn't see in my vision, but that's okay. And so I start to count them and then I go back and sit down and I just kept seeing in my mind that which I had seen in the vision. And all of a sudden, a guy comes out. He goes, I'm so sorry. We're going to take care of this right away. He goes, grab that two top in the corner and bring it over here. And then my three people were seated. It happened exactly as I saw it. And then as I begin to ask every other attendee and everybody that had visualized, they were telling me their version of this and how it happened for them that evening. And we ended up having the most beautiful dinner. It was, we were toasting, we were having so much fun, and everybody got a seat. Now, you could say, Claudette, that would have happened anyway. That's not a big miracle. That would have happened. We'll say that. Your ego will always discount the things of the Spirit. But I also have another story. So, the real estate market is crazy, You know, people are having to really overpay. It's hard for families right now. And when I, you know, I still work with real estate. I have a team. I have a a real estate business. And I had a beautiful past client give me a call and they want to purchase another home, sell their home. That's what they desire to do. They want to be closer to where their kids are going to school and not drive for hours, right? Can't blame them. So we go to a new home construction builder and we start to get to know them. We feel really good about it. This builder's amazing, very high integrity. And we're notified that there are certain homes being released and there could be multiple offers on those homes. And there was one particular home we desired. At that point, we had gone out. We had looked at it in framing. It's being built. And I told my clients, I said, see yourself in the home. And see yourself happy every night when you go to sleep. See yourself going to sleep in that home and feeling so at peace and just joy that this is your home and this is, this is how it's meant to be. Just start to see that. 
And then I begin to see that they would get the home, but not overpay it, but it would be fair for everybody. Well, sure enough, we submitted an offer. We thought it was pretty strong. And we wanted to be fair because this is a wonderful builder. We want everyone to win. See, what is of truth is for everyone to win. And that is always possible because in spirit, there is no lack. There's no need for greed, competition, all of those things. Those are of the ego. I just saw and I proclaimed, I said, that they shall get the house and it will be fair for everyone and they won't have to overpay for it. They won't pay one more dime than needed. And so we submitted an offer and then we're notified that there's multiple offers. So we came in even stronger, like boom, like dynamite. A part of me didn't like it because I felt like my clients were really overpaying. But then the other part of me was like, but if I tell them not to do it and we lose the house, I don't want that on me. So I just kept saying they will not overpay. It will be fair for everyone including the builder, including everybody. And if that price was that final offer, we would accept that. That's fine. And then lo and behold, I get a call from the builder's representative who is absolutely an angel on earth. And she says, Claudette, we're lowering your price back to your original offer for your clients. Congratulations. Because we are in integrity and this is a very fair and strong offer. And most builders would not do this, but we are builders that are in integrity. And I was just like, yes. Because as we were visualizing, this is a miracle. This doesn't happen. And as we were visualizing, we were like, it's for, it's going to be fair for everyone. The builder, my buyers, everybody. That's what I was seeing while my buyers were just visualizing, seeing themselves in the home and happy because the yard's perfect. Everything's perfect. When you find the right home, it's absolutely perfect. I had taken them on because they're past clients. I just absolutely love them and I want to help them. So we saw a miracle. And what many people call a miracle is actually the law at work. It's the law of mind. It's the law of creation. It's the law of being. There are many laws that are in play that cause creation to go forth into the world. And so when we shift back, how do we quit too soon? So now I'm going to go speak about that a little bit. In the restaurant scenario, if I would have just been in front of the room and because I'm the truth facilitator, let my ego take over and I have to be perfect and right all the time and pretend because I have a fear that people will think, oh, she doesn't have the power or whatever is going on there. A lot of people will step into leadership or they'll step into a spiritual mentorship position and now they have to be perfect. That's bullshit. I'm not perfect, nor do I want to be, nor do I pretend to be, but I will be real with you. And so if I would have stopped after that and just let my mind tell me, no, you've got this, it's okay, and did all of that little self-talk without having coherence in my soul, in my beliefs, and how I felt, we probably wouldn't have been seated because my doubt was so freaking strong. But I didn't stop. Just because it didn't work the first time that I led the whole group of people into a visualization doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just means it had not solidified in me. 
And see, this is where people begin to go, no, it doesn't work. I can't do it. I've tried that mind stuff. I've tried that manifestation. I've tried all this stuff. And it is so much more powerful when you combine it with truth. Because now you can go in. I did when I was sitting in the back of the room by myself. I got a couple beliefs out of the way. The first one was, it's not going to happen. What's the truth? All things are possible when connected to source, truth, the one power. All things are possible. And I went, okay, remove that belief, replace with that truth. And then I can't even remember what the other belief was that was blocking me, but I got rid of it. And then I saw it and I compressed the vision into just really a quick visual. I didn't have to keep walking into the restaurant. I don't have to have faith that I'm going to walk into the restaurant. That's pretty freaking easy. I can walk my butt into that restaurant anytime I want to. But I had to get to the point in my creation, in my imagination, where I was sitting at the right side of the table. I saw the extra table come from the left, go to the right in the three more people seated so we were all cared for and we were happy and we were in joy. That was what I compressed that to and saw over and over and over and I didn't stop until it solidified. I have had to do this multiple times with several things that I've created um, just to follow the law. I know if it do, if I don't feel it in the depth of my being, the likelihood of it happening is a lot less. So don't be upset that something didn't happen if you were not feeling it and you had any doubt. That doubt is so powerful of a force, it will confuse the creative power within you. There is a spiritual principle about this. It's a universal truth. When a person is double-minded, we are unstable in all of our ways. So if I would have been visualizing that we were getting the seat through just my willpower only, not my beliefs, we're getting the seat, we're getting the seat, but then I had doubt that I kept pushing back, pushing away, shoving down, moving over, chances of getting the seat would have been very slim, like accommodating all 18 people. When we are double-minded, We're creating two things. The doubt creates the opposite of what we're attempting to create. And creation doesn't know what to create. So many times those two beliefs will cancel something out or the doubt is stronger. Because when doubt is rising up, that is your subconscious going, you have a pretty strong belief that's creating doubt and it's been triggered by whatever you're trying to create. And when we have a belief that is in our subconscious, it is in direct communication to the womb of creation within us, and it usually wins. This is why I say seek the truth as if your life depends on it, because it does. So understand, when you go into visualization, you may have to repeat it. I have taken three or four months to create something that I was trying to shift and create. Three or four months, I would go into visualization, even knowing what I know. I would go in. I would start to lose concentration. I I would end it knowing I hadn't done it yet. Because the it is finished, it is done, it is so had not happened within me. There was no certainty on that. 
And so I would go back in and I would go back in. And what usually happens is I have a belief that is resisting the creation. And I have to go in and get truth on that so I can complete the visualization and get to the point that I know it has been created within me and it will be reflected into the outer world. So do not give up too soon. Continue to see it. And the key to this is that even though there are things happening outside of you contrary to what you are attempting to create, See, the temptation is, we'll go back to that and go, you know, I've been working on this manifestation, but look at what's happening here. And then we'll start to talk to our friends about all of our problems. I don't do that. I see what is reflected in the outer world as feedback, just telling me my creation hasn't made it into the outer world yet. It's just feedback. But the true cause of all things happens within us first. So you are a creating machine. You were made in the image of the creator and you have all the power of the universe in you. You are magnificent and you can do this. This is why we are launching the Truth app to support you in this journey. Do you have to join it? No, but if you want support and you want to join a tribe that understands what you're going through, we are here for you. I love you and I hope you have a fabulous week and don't give up too soon. Thanks for listening to the Truth Method podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe to get notifications for new episodes. Check out my YouTube channel where you have access to podcasts and other videos. I welcome your feedback and we are always here for you. Reach out to me directly through truthmethod.com and thank you for listening.